Hi there, I'm Emma and this is Joe. Hello. And welcome to the weird and wonderful world of the cards, the universe and everything cast. Each episode we'll be giving you a sneak peek at what's in the cards, the cards, the universe and everything. We'll fill in your brain with random facts and utter rubbish. Like for example, Joe, did you know that while Harry Houdini was an amazing magician, mm-hmm. he was also a debunker of spiritualists? Oh, that's not very nice. What was he doing that No, for? no, like, what he did was um, he, it kind of became like his sort of personal vendetta against like fake mediums, so he would like oh. debunk fake psychics. Oh, oh, in a good way. Oh no, sorry, you've caught Yeah, this is like yeah, a yeah. fun hobby he had. <laughs> um, you put out like a $10,000 reward yeah, for yeah. any psychic who could come and like actually prove something he couldn't debunk. Oh, wow. Nobody ever claimed that. I don't understand how he'd have time for that because I've just been looking through his, the list of accompli- accomplishments and sort of the things he's done. I can't understand how he'd have time to be a spiritualist bounty hunter. And in case you haven't guessed by that smooth segue, <laughs> hey, this episode is on hoaxes and cons. Yeah. All right, this, this has been one. I know I seem to say it every episode <laughs> this is a great collection um i'm just a bit i'm just such a sucker for these all these kind of myths that go behind what people believe i think that's why last episode i, I picked lemons just because of all the things that people say yeah. about them and just to hear yeah. about how people have been deceived and stuff this is easily one of my favorite collections full stop like mm-hmm. i do put hoaxes and cons in all my like regular emma themed decks yeah, yeah so i'm really excited yeah it's really it's one. nice one because when we were, when i was building it today there's not a lot of synergy between them as a collection so it's really nice to see them just like pop up here and there and because of the nature yeah. of the card you're just like what are you doing there? Like, what are you doing in this Life on Land deck? It's like Charles Ponzi yep. or Iron Maiden. It's like, does that fit? Oh, yeah, it does. But it's really, yep. it's a really cool collection. And we've picked this because we've got two new Hoaxes and Collins cards out this week. So um, we've got smell of vision and Spaghetti mm. Tree. Yeah. Both I mean, of which sound ridiculous. I know they do, yeah. smell of vision um, it's well, smell vision's a really interesting one, right? Because it's the card is based on like a BBC prank from the sixties where they uh-huh. tried to convince people that like they were broadcasting aromas oh, and that right. you could smell through the television. Yeah. But they got loads of calls from people being like, Yeah, I could smell onions. Yeah, I could definitely smell Even that. though yeah. there's <laughs> there's nothing, so it's like the power of suggestion. Yeah, and then as I was said, uh segueing on from sort of the BBC uh, theme um we've got spaghetti tree um now this was a video made by the bbc um i think it was another april april fools sort of thing yeah. um where they basically did a small documentary on i think it's in switzerland their uh, the growing of spaghetti on trees i just found it quite a funny one because obviously back then i think it's 1950s and apparently it's not really pasta wasn't really everyday kind of Dish. like a spaghetti would come in a tin ah. um so it's not really yeah i mean right. us looking at this picture now we'd see that well there's no way that's believable but if, if it's not something you come across all so often it might be um yeah and it was also because the person who did the the reporting on it he was quite a well-known well-renowned reporter so people really did like fall into it and believe it straight away um one of the funniest uh, sort of quotes from the documentary that I the, I watched, and we'll put a link in the description for this because it's brilliant and you have to watch it, um, was it was one of the mildest winters in living memory and has resulted in an exceptionally heavy spaghetti crop. I thought that kind of like really summed up the whole situation quite well. It's just brilliant. 
One of the pictures I saw was them leaving out like the spaghetti to dry. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like after they cut it down. <laughs> they have the whole process in that documentary. It's, it's just brilliant. And, <laughs> um, apparently, people ne- the next day were were calling in and inquiring about um, spaghetti cultivation. Obviously, quite intrigued to go like, get the, yeah, be the first off the mark. And also, I think the generic replies to that um, was uh, to place a sprig of spaghetti uh, in a tin of tomato sauce and hope for the best. Um, oh my god which seems like a very that's so funny ending for it it's just oh, it's fantastic <laughs> that's why i love hoaxes and cons because it's just full of everything cool so one of the things we thought we'd do as well um now that we've had a look at our two new cards would be to look at our favorite hoaxes and cons mm-hmm. uh, joe do you want to go first yeah i'd love to go first it's hard to choose out of this collection um for me the first one i'm going to go with war of the worlds uh 1938 as my one of my favourite cards. And basically, I know I've talked about people falling for hoaxes and cons before. I kind of like semi fell for this one as well because I wasn't paying okay. attention too much. So I kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I'm still <laughs> that person that falls for these kind of things. Um, but in, in the evening of sort of October 30th, 1938, uh, people tuned into a report, well, like a reading of War of the Worlds and took it quite literally, thus kind of causing mass panic about an alien invasion and this is kind of like widely documented in like history books at the time and everything like that but apparently the whole thing that whole situation is a complete hoax i thought it was a bit of a prank from radio kind of playing the prank on people but apparently what it was was uh newspapers trying to discredit radio and yeah so the whole thing even though there was a perfectly fine war of the worlds reading on at some point they sort Mm -hmm. of saw it as this um a really good opportunity to uh, a really good opportunity uh yeah to discredit radio because apparently they were sort of <gasps> fighting for advertising revenue so it's like a really weird oh my god it, i know it's weird it? and it's kind of like the first it, well probably not the first definitely but that's the start of like the sort of fake news sort of thing that we've come to like be imposed on us yeah on like a day-to-day god, basis so now weird. so it, it was quite i quite liked it because it did seem like that kind of first sort of yeah thing about yeah. fake news um and oh, i always true. found it funny how i sort of fell for oh that's that's crazy these radio people are so naughty like pranking all these people <laughs> it like worked on me yeah <laughs> so, yeah so talking about at the start of the episode people falling for it i'm one of those people now um <laughs> and then i'll go on to my second one which is the zanzig code i hope i pronounced that first bit right i love this um, one too these guys are great um uh, so these are they're a danish couple who did sort of mentalist demonstrations um, and everyone had everyone believing that they were actually had psychic powers. They've fooled lots of people, um, but uh, famously uh, Arthur Conan Doyle, which I know that we've had a bit of a chat about this week in terms of some of the stuff that he believed, but we can maybe say that. Yeah, we'll just preface this by being like, Arthur's the sucker. <laughs> and we'll pick it up another time. Yes, uh, yeah. And you, you have to check in with us uh, to find out more about that. <laughs> this is becoming Q lore. Like yeah, Arthur yeah. Conan Doyle yeah. was the most gullible, clever person <laughs> on the planet. Yeah, yeah. Definitely clever, but also definitely gullible. Um, <laughs> they were basically doing mind reading on stage, um, but they had perfected and refined a system of communicating that seemed undetectable to the average um, spectator. Um, and that is what the Zanzig code is. Um, and apparently this is something that takes years and years to master. Um, yeah. And I can't really figure out what they're doing. So that kind of puts me very much in the average spectator category for this. Yeah. Um, but I can imagine it would just be something like, it reminds me of maybe maybe if you're a kid and you had to, like a best friend and you're trying to make a new language and you've kind of got all these yeah. little, like twitches or like looking like this. Yeah. yeah, but I just think it's so cool. Like 
I don't know how you would remember all that stuff all the time. Like, I think that's a skill in itself. Like, that's yeah. impressive. I know. And I think it was something that was... Um, they Eventually, I think, 1920s uh, spilled the tea on what they're actually doing and saying like you know we, yeah. had, we had a code that we find everything but i think it's one of the sort of all-time greats in terms of like the mind reading acts and it's quite a famous yeah. staple yep. one um so and the spot in my favorite cards for this collection but yeah i think those Ooh. two those two are really good i, I enjoyed they are good ones. into them um the war of the worlds one was quite i, I was kind of yeah. sad because i was like oh that was gonna, that would be such a good prank my two so I've gone for a really traditional hoaxes and con one that I think everybody already knows. So I've gone for D.B. Cooper. Nice. Because it's still a story I adore. Like, if anyone doesn't know it, there's a guy who basically, like, hijacked a plane uh-huh. and stole loads of money and jumped off in a parachute and then nobody found him. But they found the money. Where did yeah. he go? D.B. No, Cooper, where are you? Yeah, they found it, like, washed up on a beach or something. Yeah, but no D.B. Cooper. And my second one is uh, the Fox Sisters. So the Fox nice. Sisters ultimately like launched the spiritualist movement because the people thought they were talking to the dead through like clicks and taps uh-huh. and things yeah. like that. But they weren't. They were like cracking bones in their ankles. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they were like, like clicking things. The only thing I think of like my pinkies click. But yeah. how would you hear that in a theatre? They like filled auditoriums and stuff where people come oh, into like no, you know, see them talk to the dead. Days, yeah. They did admit that they'd made it all up, but by that point in time, the spiritualist movement had gained so much momentum uh-huh. that they couldn't be like, oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> those, those girls lied, so <laughs> yeah. we better stop. They were yeah. like, no, no. No, no. Yeah, but I just, I kind of love them because it's so ridiculous. I Fox sisters. Yeah. Ankle clickers. Yeah, ankle clickers is a good way to sound about. That could be a new nickname. I can't I can't see how people would hear that. I can imagine, like, you could probably make a bit of a noise if you, like, click your knuckles or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ankle bones. That's the first. Shall we move on to our decks? Yes, yes, we shall, yeah. Um, if anyone's popping in for the first time in this episode, uh, Joe and I challenge each other to a five-minute deck. So please don't be expecting high standards. Yeah. <laughs> We've given it our best. We're just wading through, yeah. The hoaxes and cons is a tricky one because last time we're going under, we could both pretty much do, like, almost mono album Yeah, quite decks. substantial decks. For the collection. Yeah, you cannot do that for Oxys and Cons. No, no. <laughs> it'd, be a, it'd be a weird bunch of cards, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go first, Joe? Yes, I'd love to. Um, so, with the five minutes, I always spend too long picking some staple ones. Um, so, I've filled up my first eight slots with Hoaxes and Con cards that I've either seen out and about in other people's decks. So, uh, Charles Ponzi's been one that goes in quite a lot. Iron Maiden is also another one. Um, and a few new releases uh, that have come out recently. So we've got World of Worlds and Snake Oil. At that point, I had to find a bit of an out from the collection because I, like, I spent so long like, looking You're at these You're too cards. deep. Yeah, I saw that uh, Lady Hope story. Um, uh, it played next to Charles Darwin. This card gains 14. I was like, right, let's go to Charles. Yep. I've gone there. Charles Darwin is quite a strong card for a science deck. Um, yep. If your deck contains three or more science cards, you like land cards, gain a bit of a buff. I think there's another extent... It, goes below that as well and there's another part to the mm-hmm. ability but for five minutes that's all I could really kind of mentally yeah. <laughs> kind of uh, uh, work through um, so I went with something that people have been talking about as well and I haven't tried too much with which is uh, the awesome aviations collection um, and I yeah. had to really fill out quite quickly so I've gone with Bessie Coleman Barnstorming which I think is quite a strong card even if it isn't in an awesome aviations deck um, Amelia Earhart 
and Zeppelin, which is actually one of my favourite cards. Um, obviously, Zeppelin works really well with Hydrogen. So that was like another out from that yep. collection, but also I kind of need to try and wrap it up as soon as I can. Um, mm. So with Zeppelin, it also, it's got a draw, a play and a return card all with Hydrogen in it. So if you re- get those two and play them in the same turn, then you're reaping yep. the rewards. Um, then Hydrogen led me to Oxygen. And auction finally led me to Oceans and Seas. Um, and <laughs> from last episode, I think we were talking about smaller, tiny decks. And um, someone yeah. on the team um, said that I really fancied doing the Penguins deck. And that was like, I had 30 seconds left. And it's like, oh, yeah, uh, Alison said, do Penguins. You'll love them. Like, <laughs> I just typed in Penguins. And I was like, okay, Yellow Eye Penguin and Macaroni Penguin. Because Macaroni Penguin sounds like a funny name. Um, but in all, in all this I've just gone and gone to Charles Darwin um, trying to get yep. the science boost uh, for lo- and not put any life and land cards in there so that's kind of made it all a bit redundant but no it was, it in all good... fairness as well I think D.B. Cooper would probably be pretty good with some of those aviation cards too because yeah, D.B. Cooper helps with them too See, yeah. this is why we give ourselves five minutes know, so that we yeah. don't have time to then sit and have yeah. this like, oh, we <laughs> it, it means that we can kind of like uh, pass off our mistakes as just don't have time. It's not because oh, we're not going to take it. Oh no, five minutes. Oh, what can I do? <laughs> it was actually really nice having a bit of a tangent off into other collections as well. So hoax and cons was brilliant to play with, and yep. it's also quite fun to just go like science, aviation, uh, down yeah. to you know, it's quite it's quite a fun way. So I always recommend the five minute deck build to see what you can come up with and try out a few league games, and you might actually come up with something pretty cool. No, that looks really good. It's really fun. I like this one. I did not go down a science route. <laughs> yeah. Let's have a look. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes, of course. So, this, is, this is how I actually build a deck in normal gameplay. This yeah. actually looks a lot like a deck that I have saved. It's just called Weird Spooky Stuff. Yes, um, So I'm going to start with my Hoaxies and Cons cards, and then you'll see how I got there. So I've thrown in Harry Houdini. I love right. the picture of Harry Houdini because it's so... Hello, Harry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good lord. How are you doing, Harry? Yeah. <laughs> um, I've put uh, Fox Sisters in there, which give an occult boost, which then leads to the second half of my deck, which I will go over. I've popped Iron Maiden in there because it feels like a bit of a given. Devil's Footprints is in there. Mm-hmm. And with Devil's Footprints, if you have a certain number of devil cards devil named cards you get a good boost so i've done i've gone for that route so about two or three of my hoaxes and cons cards have like a if you've played cards from this collection or with this name you get a big boost so that's the that's i'm going to say strategy in loose air quotes yeah yeah, definitely um i've I've thrown in zanzig code and then didn't write a note for myself apart from mutual destruction (laughs) yeah Um, nice that's quite a good (laughs) and I've put in the Cottingley Fairies. I love the story of the Cottingley Fairies. It's absolutely wild. I don't know if you know it, Joe, but basically know. it's like these two little girls, they took photographs of themselves with cardboard cutouts of fairies. You know those, or like paper cutouts, yeah, like yeah, very, yeah. like they're not real. No matter how you slice yeah, this, yeah, yeah. they're not real. Took wow. these pictures and then we're like, oh look, we found fairies. And like the whole country were like, oh my God, <laughs> these girls found fairies? <laughs> Um, so everyone believed them but ultimately they give um they're they're a boost if you've got a certain number of fairy cards Uh, in your deck and i actually love fairy cards because there's two or three cards in queue that give give boost cards with fairy in the name Uh um i don't have them in here but i think arrow king and the changeling so that's my hoaxes and cons and then i accidentally tripped up and put too many occult cards in (laughs) 
Um, I'm pretty just... sure one of these cards, it was like, if you have three occult cards, and I was like, yeah. how about six? Yes. <laughs> now I can do <laughs> so all the occult. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> so as I said, I've got the devil, I've put in voodoo doll, um, Ouroboros, because, Ouroboros, Ouroboros, mm-hmm. I can't I say know, it right, yeah. <laughs> but that's such a cool card, I just really love it, I yeah. love the look of it, it's one that gives you stuff as you, like if you leave it, it builds up, and yeah. then when you play it, it loses a chunk, but when you get it back, it gives you back some of that, so uh-huh. I really, really love this card. Same with Baphomet, but for same reasons, he's just, he's he's they just some, my boy. Yeah, they are some, they look so good, the occult cards, they're quite hard to keep yeah. away from, I can imagine when you were they, putting yeah. that, uh, the one that links the occult, you're like, oopsie, like, oopsie. I, it's exactly what it was. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> and I've put electronic voice phenomena in here because it's if you have no science cards, your occult cards get a boost. And there was no worry of me ever putting a science no. card in here. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. yep. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, I just, I love this card as well because that was, I hadn't started very long when it, we were coming up with the Halloween cards. Yeah. And um, the the Ghost Hunters toolkit was absolutely my fault. So that's <laughs> yeah. why EVP and uh, all the other ones we added yeah, yeah, in yeah. that, they were, oh, they that's were my awesome. fault. I think that was also like the first time we went for like a themed quarter pounder now, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, so it's nice yeah. to have those kind of uh, little, almost like mini collections going in every I know, I really like that about time. the Thursday packs now. I love Thursday, that yeah. Thursday packs are themed because they're so fun. Yeah, they're, they're like fun together. to come up with. The art's always cool, yeah. Um, and you just get such a thrill when you get one of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, EVPs in there because I love a scary fake ghost voice <laughs> on a recording. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, so that's mine. So lots of spooky stuff, some fairies, and the devil. Yeah, definitely. I was having a little look through the the Oaks and Quans collection earlier, and the the devil's footprints actually sounds super scary did you it's really like does. footprints in the snow but it was like a mixture of different ones so it would be like poor hooves and all that kind of stuff but apparently people were reporting having who prints on their roof i think that's why yeah. it kind of like sparked a bit of a horrible world i mean i think it it's a be, really creepy one yeah yeah could be definitely. santa it could be santa reindeer it could be the krampus <laughs> yeah, it could be the, oh, the krampus. <laughs> it could have been the i don't think they're very familiar with the krampus in devon but <laughs> He's our best yeah. pal up here, got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was mine. It was uh, lots of cards to expect from me. But I actually, I'm really pleased this deck. The only thing yeah. I think I've shot myself in the foot with is I think the Devil and Harry Houdini might be problematic together because uh-huh. one locks until round five and then the one just locks forever. So if I end up with them, I really, I, yeah, I don't yeah. have choices anymore. Yeah, yeah, you're stuck, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that might have been stupid, but we only had five minutes. <laughs> The Harry Houdini one, that locks until round five, doesn't it? Yeah, and then he escapes. Ah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's good. It's thematic. <laughs> a fun depth one chance to do, actually, with hoaxes and cons. And it, I, I do like seeing them just make their their way into people's decks every now and then. I like it when they pop yep. up. Um, just, you see Iron make... Maiden a lot. I you see do. Iron, or at least I, I think I've seen Iron Maiden a fair chunk. I see Charles Ponzi, Iron Maiden, and yes. well, hopefully you'll see a few more um, come in. I think Snake Oil's had a bit of a... Snake Oil has a really nice energy reduction sort of thing to your cards, cool. so that's something you can work with. Um, but you know, Iron Maidens weren't actually... They weren't real, were they? they were sort no, of just... no, they were They were basically like... See, any Iron Maiden you now see in a museum, it was made for a museum or for Disney. Yeah, like, museums yeah, started by totally what, fake. didn't they? Because yeah, people yeah. were just like, okay, let's just make these, because they've heard about them in some kind of... I can't remember whose torture it was, but some like, poor bloke. I'm pretty sure... <laughs> 
Edgar Allan Poe wrote about that. If, if yeah, it's probably horrible, yeah. it's probably Edgar yeah, Allan Poe. Yeah, definitely. It's, a sh- it's not a shame. It's a horrible thing that should never be made. <laughs> it's right, a shame I made it real. <laughs> it's the same time. There's some really cool horror movie sequences with Iron Maidens, yeah. and every time I watch them now, I'm like, not nah, real. Not real, not real. I mean, what? it wasn't real when I was watching it. But... What a shame. It's a very no strong Iron Maidens here. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, that was Hoxies and Cons. Yeah, it's great. I like, I like doing yeah. this one. I kind of wish we could do another one. I guess we we could do a a, a follow up if we do have any, because the cards that come in, I think we can just talk about them as a whole episode themselves, because there's always so much to talk about. I them. know. I think that's the really fun thing about these is that every card does a story. Yeah. Like, it, it was really hard it. picking because part of me was like, we need to keep the podcast a reasonable length. Yeah, yeah, we can't go over time. <laughs> I like, I didn't even, I put the, the Davenport brothers in mine and didn't even talk about it. So I'll save that for next time we do hoaxes and cons. Exactly, yeah. So yeah, we'd, we'd love more suggestions yeah. from you guys. Like, Yeah, whether it's like any any sta- uh, staple cards that you want us to throw around. Because sometimes it's nice working off one card and seeing where yeah. Each person goes. So maybe if anyone had a single card, it could be any card. Can make it at least have an ability. Can't don't make it. A oh yeah, don't. We can't yeah, work yeah, where yeah. we're doing. Um, or do if you want. Um, but yeah, if, if anyone sent a, a card or uh, maybe like a set of three or four cards to to work on, that'd yep. be a really nice one to do for next month. Um, we'll leave all the socials down as 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 normal and just get in contact with us. Tweet us, uh, message us on Instagram, um, reply to our posts about the podcast, and in the comments that sort of thing. I'm going to wrap us up with a follow-up Harry Houdini fact. Because Harry Houdini was like, oh, spiritualist mediums are the worst. Uh-huh. Him and his wife, Bess, made an agreement that whatever one of them died first, they would try a seance to see if they could communicate with each other to prove whether or not the psychics oh, were telling God. the truth. <laughs> they had like a code, that, yeah. and it was Rosabelle believes, so whoever one of them died first had to come back and Ouija board that to the other one or whatever, or through a medium, uh... so that they could use it to be like look see the final act of the the, the bunking yeah but i think that's really clever because it means that no spiritualist mediums or psychics or whatever could be like oh i've got harry houdini on the you know the ghost line here (laughs) because he had a code word he would use so (laughs) surely not yeah you could never um fortunately become harry houdini in the afterlife (laughs) yeah but Bess did this for 10 years she did a decade of seances on i think they're on halloween um, wow. I think he died on Halloween, right? Did he? Oh, wow. I might be oh, making that bit up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Somebody <laughs> fact check me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, after a decade, Bess decided that was enough and said 10 years is long enough to wait for any man, which I just think is such a badass. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. I love it. Well done, Bess. Yeah, well done, Bess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so on that note, yeah. I've been Emma. And I've been Joe. And as always, Keep it cute. Keep it cute.